Welcome to Go 10 Lisa Podcast with me, Lisa Waldron, where I talk about random things in 10 podcast episodes per season. I have a passion and that passion is to share. So get comfy, get ready to listen to this week's episode. Are you ready? Okay, get set, go! Hi everyone, on this happened, you want to hear something funny? So, um, my son has been working very hard, right? And he, he took some of the money that he worked at from his job and he went and did some clothes shopping because he did, I've been saying this for years that he needed to update some of his clothes, you know, what have you. So he still has the three bags of clothes up there. Um, that we need to donate, go through it, what have you. And so he's been ordering stuff, mostly his guy stuff, you know, sweatpants and all that workout stuff or whatever. But he has been buying a few dress-up shirts and whatever that he ordered because my son is half Chinese Jamaican, right? His father's Chinese Jamaican. I'm Jamaican, right? And um, he bought some Chinese, some Asian outfits. Like, I thought it was just one shirt, but he actually bought two and they're they're kind of nice and it's reversible. I mean that they have like a gold color inside so he can wear them that way too. And I said to myself, "Oh my gosh, I used to have an Asian white dress. I think I had two, but the white one I remember when I was in my 20s as well, my early 20s, I um had a dress. It had to be like early to mid 20s. And I had a dress that I love wearing because, you know, back then I was thinner than I am now. And I love that dress because I would wear that dress to events and place because I love going to place, especially Jamaican place that they used to have in Florida. Yeah, I used to see like Oliver and all of them. If you know, you know. And um, so I was like, oh, my God, that just brought back that memory like. How funny that you're buying Asian outfits. This is before I even got with his father. I love um um Asian stuff and and I was like, Oh my gosh and then here he is buying it, you know, to it's part of his culture, you know, and I was like, Is that so funny that you bought some in your twenties and I bought some in my twenties and oh well now on to this episode. Hi everyone, it is I, Lisa Waldron. As you can tell by the title, yep, can you believe it? If you have been following me for a while, guys, it has been a year and let me break it down for you how long. I wanted to do this the moment that it happened, but um, I was like, I can wait for season 17. But um, actually... The reason why I couldn't do it is because I was on a three-week break. So in case you're new to my podcast, I do 10 episodes, then take a three-week break, and then do another episode. So each 10 episodes is a new season. So when I was, um, season 16th ended, I was on the three-week break, and so season 17 started on May 6, 2022, so there's no way I could have given an update and that's but I knew I wanted this episode to be in the early parts of season 17. So as you can tell by the title, it's been a year. It's been a year and uh 
two two weeks two weeks and a few days don't know the time and the hour <laughs> but guys it has been a year since i've left my corporate job and i probably will do a little bit of a snippet um video on it on my youtube channel cuz my youtube channel is go 10 lisa vlogs or you can just type in go 10 lisa all one word and um i will probably do a short video and then tell them to come and listen to it here now that i'm talking about it i really don't want to talk about it <laughs> what's going on with me because guys i am doing like back to back episodes right now and i'm trying to do other stuff i'm like feeling like tired right now like I want to restart this, but I have to keep the momentum and keep going. So guys, this may be a short one. I know I say that all the time. And then what happened, guys? It ends up being a long episode. But I'm going to try and keep this short because you can watch the video and then you can watch and listen to this and you can put two and two together. So I left my corporate job after working there 14 and a half years I was a uh, workforce analyst and I did a lot of, um, I did a lot of scheduling, forecasting, analytical reporting. I did some training. Um, I did accomplish my white, yellow, green belt, lean six sigma certification, which I'm very proud of before I left. And also did a lot of project management, some projects, you know, um, was the subject matter expert in, in my field, meaning that it is a unique field to be in, but once you're in it and you know the ins and outs, you know all the systems, you know, it's a job that pays good money, could pay excellent more, especially as you move up to the ranks. The thing about it is that sometimes when you're with a company and you're that good, they um, either blacklist you or roll you and don't want to promote you or they just don't want you to leave because they know they can't find somebody else good or whatever their reasoning may be or whatever. I knew that after trying for promotions, you know, here's the thing. I think I figured out what happened because somebody must have, um, I know there was a couple of lawsuits um throughout the years while I was there with different leaders, co-workers or what have you. Um, because with one, I think it's in 2012, um, they, HR came to us, um, when, you know, I was there and some new team, you know, and they asked us to fill out some paperwork. And then I didn't know until I started talking to some other people that it was a result of a lawsuit and so I was paid out like lots of lots of money um, during that time. But people have had other under the table. I can talk about it now because I don't work for them. Or I don't care. And um, I talk about it. Um, I mean, um, other people have had secret hush hush money. There was even a girl that came there on a mission, worked with me as a temp, knew we didn't, I didn't realize, um, what her plan was until when the other guy came and told us, but here's how it went down real quick. This girl came in, um, cause the person that worked next to me had left. So they hired somebody. She was the only one that knew the system and knew her stuff. 
So I helped with the interviewing process. Oh yeah, and I did interviews too, guys. I did it. I kind of did it all, kind of, uh, you know. But <clears throat> once again, with the jealousy and whatever the ulterior motives people have for not putting you in positions and stuff like that, it's like somebody. I was talking to this one guy, and he said. Um, the reason why he think the VP at the time, the, a guy, didn't promote this woman who has been there years before this other woman was because they look at it as a strategy like because she's so powerful and well-known, if he promoted her into a position under him, it's just a matter of time before she kicks him out. So what do they do? They hire someone that's, I don't want to say dumber, <laughs> Uh, they hire someone that they felt is not a threat, <laughs> intelligent, intelligent wise, uh, skill wise, whatever the case may be, that kind of threat. I mean, they he, and so therefore, he can feel secure in his position. That's you know, it's amazing when you talk to other people what their thought process is or was. You know, and I was like, interesting. Do you really think that's the reason why? He's like, for sure, yeah, uh-huh. And that's what a lot of people do. It's like they they play that political game. But anyway, this girl came in, and so they hired her. They didn't hire her full-time, which I was shocked about, but because the money was being um, budgeted under another um, department, she actually ended up being a temp, which was surprising because she was the first temp that we have. Normally, we hired um, perm, but anyway. So, homegirl had a plan because, come to find out, I'll just tell you the end, uh, and I'm not going to go back and forth. This, this will take forever because this is not about her. But basically, she had a boyfriend and a baby, and um, it was somebody else at work ex-boyfriend or something so her plan was to come into the into the company she's heard a lot about the company and how they pay out and I always wonder why she always talk about oh I can sue you for this not me personally the company and she's like oh you guys don't do this oh that's discrimination and blah 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 blah, and all this kind of stuff homegirl left the company and took out a lawsuit and got some money against the company she then went to work for another company told this white guy and um, he ended coming to the company on the mere fact that he wanted payout also. So when he left, he stayed for almost a year, six months to a year. And then he also left as a payout. I was like, wow, these people just coming up in here for money. I was like, wow. When I left the company, guys, I didn't sue them for anything, which I had so much legal case. I was like, peace out don't want anything from you. God, God will reward me with true money. I don't want any, as the movies would say, blood money, hurt money, bad money. (laughs) I mean, because you're so evil. It's a toxic place. Anybody that works in corporate America, they will tell you it's a toxic environment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I could have, would have, should have, because I can sure need them. I sure need the money right now. But I am sometimes in life. You're going to have to stand on your principles, and and figure out what's right for you. Sometimes the money is not everything. You know what I mean. And money doesn't last, people. Money doesn't last unless you invest it 
or do something right with it. Money can't just sit there in your bank account. You have to like, you know, you have to invest, spend, you know, put it in the right stuff, you know, and you have bills to pay, you know? So I say all that to say that I had enough. I've been saying it before the years that I've left, before I left that I was going to leave. So it should have been no friggin' surprise to nobody that I left, but yet they were surprised. So I left, gave my two weeks notice and I was like, peace out. Of course, I did write a letter to everyone saying, you know, an email to everyone's selected few. Um, and then I spoke to somebody months afterwards and they were like, oh, if only you would have wrote it to everybody. Why? Because you didn't feel like sharing it. And I, I told the person I purposely sent it to who. And if I accidentally left off a good person and I'm sorry, you can forward it to them. But I'm sure people would have already forwarded to them or whatever. If you didn't get it, if you if you work at that company, you know what the company is and you're listening to my podcast right now. If you didn't get an email, that means I didn't like you. And if I talked to you very good and um, you felt like we were friends and I may have accidentally left you off, then I'm sorry. But I intentionally did not send it to certain people because I really don't care for you. Um, I saw the fakeness. I saw the fakeness. um, And I understand that people act a certain way when they're surrounded by peers doing the same evilness it's like they're going there's going to come a time in a uh, one's life when you're going to have to stand up for what's right and uh, what's wrong and not succumb to peer pressure that's a fact so i gave my two weeks notice and i left i have my own business i have a candle business where i make all my own stuff i make candles lip balms hand sanitizers really for so much more the company is Zen Zaya Kanda Company LLC. And um <clears throat> it I am the CEO and owner of the company. Um I am the um only person working at the company right now. Um um this this is now we're now in May of 2022 and um almost close to two years. So it's a year and what, eight months, six months, something, it's something like that. In August will be two years that I've been doing this. So when I started my company, I started it in the, um, in the summer of the pandemic in 2020. And I was doing my full-time job in the day. And then in the evenings when I was off the job and on the weekends, I would do my, um, my, my my own company you know the work for it and then but like I said even before I started my company I was so burnt out I was so over the job I was so depressed I was so over it I cried a lot I was very angry there was a lot of shady stuff I cried a lot did I say I cry a lot I was so upset so I knew that when the pandemic happened it was a eye-opener and a way and a message, you know, and I knew going into 2021, going to 2020, you okay? That's my dog, my baby. He's still not feeling good. You okay? Cough it up, cough it up. (laughs) Sorry, guys. And I knew going into 2021, that that would be the year that I finally, finally leave. Also, in the beginning of the year, um, my sister had gotten, uh, one of my sisters had gotten really, really sick. She's very sickly and has lupus and um, other conditions that's going on. 
um, and um, you know, our family have health. Our family has health issues and stuff like that. But so add that in to me crying, and um, so I was going to leave earlier. I was going to leave like in February. Um, but I knew I'm going to be transparent with you guys. I knew that we we're getting our bonus. So I wanted that bonus money and I had a special payout for my bonus because of something that I was grandfathered in. So I was being paid a lot of money for my bonus more than the average person, um, there that was getting their certain percentage of bonus or whatever. So in the end, now that I think back at it, there was a previous supervisor many many years ago which I think I don't have concrete proof that I think that um she asked me this question because maybe it was part of the payout or something that would determine my future there because she said to me would you prefer the money or would you prefer the title and I said, what is this in reference to? And she's like, would you take more money or would you prefer like like a title, like an upgrade to say that I am now a senior or I'm this or whatever? And in, my mo- and in that moment, because I was still new to the company, this was like a few years in, I was like, I'll take the money. Because, I, because in my mind... With the title, the higher up you go, the more dispensable you are, it's unless you do dirty tricks to keep your role or whatever. But I knew from working at other companies and with other people that sometimes when there's a layoff or anything, the managers are usually the first to go. And in the department that I worked at in this company, it was very, very top heavy, if you know what I mean. I used to make a joke and say I had more leader change than I had promotions. So by her asking me that question, to this day, I wonder if that was part of a settlement or something or maybe, but she played it off and said, oh, she just wanted to gauge like where, where I was. Because at the time I was a single mother trying to put my son, my son was younger. So I wanted the money, you know, but with the, with the title also comes more money, but I was thinking long-term about, you know, how dispensable people are, which proved to be right because there were a few layoffs and um, a couple of layoffs. I was the only one that returned because once again, like somebody said to me, like a manager said to me, Lisa, you ever wonder why they, they, um, like you're the only one that came back? I said, because I know my stuff because I'm good or whatever. And he's like, because you're very good at your job and you know your stuff. That's why you came back. So in my mind, I was like, wow. So for any other reasons, I would have been let go like everybody else. Interesting. But anyway, somewhere along the line, they blacklisted me, but maybe because they knew that, um, they knew that, um, there's a little fighter in me and that if anything goes wrong, I'm quick to call HR or somebody, which I never really did. Or I may have gone to the leader, or but I'm not a kind of person to keep complaining, complaining, complaining like that. But um, I just succumbed to a lot of BS that was going on at the company. They tried to say that they were doing the right thing and whatever. It's a very huge company here in Atlanta. Very huge. I've been around for years and years and have many subdivisions, many sister companies and whatever. 
and I worked for the um the corporate office. I worked for the corporate office and um I was I so at the end of the day I can say as much as I've had a lot of struggles while working at the company Oh, oh, let me I, you know, I'm very grateful that I went through that experience because then I know, you know, for my own well-being, I had to leave. Either that or if I stay and then you kill me off, God forbid. You get what I'm trying to say? Like I dropped dead and I didn't want to die at the company. God forbid. It's sad, morbid, strange, dark, you know, to say something like that. But that's the underlying unnecessary stress and this is what I'm this is why I'm saying in season 17 a lot of things that we do as humans is so unnecessary you know what I was thinking the other day I was saying to myself here you have the bible I mean Joel Osteen is a pastor right and you know I'm gonna say something and then I'm gonna say what I what I was thinking so in the Bible, it, I, I had the Bible and the other day I had a revelation and I said, I can have everything I want. It's such a simple plan to just follow the Bible. It's like, I love mysteries and it's like, I can go home trying to find the mystery. Or if there's a competition, I'm go home, like I'm going, 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 go to Lisa, you know, I'm going, trying to beat, you know, trying to get it, try to solve it as quick as possible. Because I love that kind of mind thing where, you know, you're just having it for fun. And here it is, you have the Bible and it's telling you what to do. And yet we don't do it, including myself, including myself. And I said, how simple is life, but to follow the Bible to live a good life and we don't and and you should have said the other thing because now I can't remember <laughs> I can't remember you're listening to go tell Lisa podcast with Lisa Waldron where you can find a new episode each week by typing in go the number 10 l-i-s-a go tell Lisa podcast can be found on any podcast app each Friday go tell Lisa don't forget to subscribe share and give a rating so yeah, I did guys that I forgot to tell you that I also have my bachelor's degree. So I I'm a very educated woman over here. But sometimes life give you challenges just to see how you can handle it. You know what I mean? But that's not what I was gonna say before. But I was gonna say how simple life is and then we don't follow it. It'll come back to me what I was gonna say, but we just don't follow it. We just don't follow it. And then we make life more difficult than what it seems to be. And so here it is a year later. And, um, you know, I've working on my spirituality more because I felt like even though I know God, I am a Christian and everything, a lot of the battles, because a lot of, a lot of it is spiritual battles as well. And that's what I had to remember or learn all over again is sometimes it's not the people, it's the underlying um, demons and stuff that's pushing them to do these evil stuff. And what people don't realize is that anger, fear, jealousy, all of that is demonic and evilness and whatever. And 
like I said, if we just, you know, and thank goodness that there, you know, that I had people that I can talk through, talk to, you know, throughout those 14 and a half years that I worked there. And, um, a few of them were fellow Christians, single moms or guys. There was even a VP that somebody told me about, um, on the down low that, um, had a secret, um, meeting with other Christians, you know, from a higher level because he too knew that the place was evil, but he turned it around and he did some, um, um, good stuff with his money, him and his family and some of the organizations that he do to give back and stuff like that. But, um, I'm happy to hear, you know, after I left, like some people, I, cause there's this LinkedIn thing, you know, that people in, in the work field sign up to, and people look at your, um, work history there. A lot of job recruiters and stuff go to LinkedIn is one of the places besides some other places just to see, um, you know, you know, what your work history is, what your skills are and what have you. That's one of the first things that I did when I moved to Atlanta. It was recommended by one of my cousins. Everybody knows about it here. And, um, so what's been happening since I left the company, what, what happened is that I tried to interview and I actually had a job lined up. I did doing the similar thing like what I was doing, but I, I, it, I, it wasn't in me guys because part of me wanted to grow my business. And I was like, I was chasing the money. Like I'm being transparent with you guys right now. And I was like, I want the money, the same money or more because actually with all the skills that I have and certificate and all that kind of stuff, I actually can get a lot more, you know? And like I said, I was being paid good money and I was getting a bonus that nobody else was getting because I was grandfathered in to some special thing that I knew nothing about. And, um, um, so yeah, so they couldn't touch that. And sometimes I think the leaders probably say, damn, Lisa's getting like a, a bigger bonus, more, a percentage more than me or what you don't, you never know, you know, but you know, you never know. Because I remember one supervisor saying that one of her employees was make us, making the same amount of money as her only because he used to be a supervisor but was downgraded. This is when I first got there. They're, they're no longer there. But, um, but he was making, he was a supervisor. She's a supervisor. He was downgraded because of some stuff that he did. So instead of firing him, he's white. He, he's a man. They moved him to um, another department that he knew nothing about to save his job. The company was good at giving people chances, second, third, fourth, fifth, 50 million chances and whatever. But sometimes some people needed to go. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and um, sometimes you, you give people a chance and sometimes they work out to be the best and sometimes they don't. So that was one of the good things that they give people many, many chances and whatever. However, however, this guy, because he, because he wasn't fired, he gets to keep his money, but he's now reporting to a new supervisor, which if he's keeping his same money and you're reporting to another peer, you're working the same amount of money. So it's kind of like awkward. So that supervisor, she was very honest and open back in the day. And, you know, she said, I learned, I needed to toughen up. 
I think I did throughout um, the years after she left. I did toughen up. Um, there were some weird instances where people try to come at me and whatever. Don't come for me unless I send for you, you know, kind of thing. And um, I'm telling you, it's unnecessary. And then um, there's a radio station here in town. And I heard the owner, Bert, say that he's happy with the crew that he's working with because everyone, he question, he, he says one is questionable, you know, because she's going through a lot. I don't think so. But he said it's still a good vibe. Who wouldn't want that? To have a cohesive team where everyone gets along, everyone laughs, there's no jealousy, everyone respects everyone's skills and whatever. You don't hate on hate on me or hate on a person because I know more stuff and you're trying to climb the ladder and you don't care who you step on kind of attitude. None of that, you know? And um, like I said, we have a simple plan in life, which is to live our life good. And somewhere along the line, we get so wrapped up into the worldly stuff. Like, oh, I must have a bigger house than you. Oh, I must have more land than you. Oh, I must do this more because that's going to make me happy and look better than you and whatever. But here's the thing. I am not in competition with you. You may think that you're in competition with me, but I'm not in competition with you. I could give two rat's asses about what the hell you're doing with your life because I really don't care. You know what I mean? And the one thing I learned about Atlanta is that even though Atlanta is growing and it's becoming the next Hollywood or what, or some people may say black Hollywood, whatever the case may be, there is still, um, um, there's still a keep up with the Joneses kind of mentality here as well. Have I learned a lot since I've been in Atlanta? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I've learned so much. The job does promote, the job did promote a lot of um, online courses and stuff that you can take on your own and develop your skills. I learned more skills at the job than I did when I was in Florida. You know what I mean? That's just my view on it. Um, and it just pushes me. You can never stop learning. You know what I mean? And I, I like that. So anyway, I'm, I'm getting older and I didn't want to work for anybody. And as a little girl, I always knew or had a dream that I would own many, many, um, stores or a block of, or a block of stores, different things, food, different, different stuff. And it's still not too late. You know what I mean? Don't let age stop you. Um, um, there's lots of people who become doctors in later part of their years who have opened up business in later part of their years. The younger people who have done it in their teens or in their twenties and thirties, kudos to you. You knew you had that drive and you went out there no matter what, and you did it. Um, so what is, what is it like after I left my corporate job after working there for so many years? Let me tell you, it was hard mentally because I tried, like I said, I did have a job lined up, but I didn't want to work it. And then I said, no, no, thank you. And then I started interviewing and people were interested. But then I noticed that a few of them were still playing that corporate game, you know, and then there was one company I kept doing like, because remember, this was still COVID, still coming out of COVID time period in 2021. 
And so people were had pivoted and changed their interviewing style. Some were doing videos. Some were doing over the phone, more phone videos, conferences, meetings, you know, everything was, you know, virtual. And, um, it's something still was inside of me like, ah, here we go again, because I really don't like doing interviews. I've gotten a little bit better at it. I know we're just talking, but it was like, I don't know if they can sense it or maybe it was just God's pen or God, you know, knows what's going to happen. But I just wasn't feeling it. I just didn't want to go through that rat race again. So here I am. Um, You know, I had some money saved and I paid up some bills and whatever. I did make one mistake and pivot. But I don't think it's a mistake now. It's just what it is now. I had a plan and then I listened to some podcasts and they were talking about money and then I changed my plan and I never should have, but I think it was meant to happen that way anyway, so I can learn stuff. But the bottom line is that, you know, I paid up as much of my bills as much as, you know, some of I could, you know, I had my candle business. I was doing another, um, little job and, um, I was just like, mentally i needed a mental break i i didn't want to talk to anybody at the from the company and i didn't some people called or text you know check in but i would just wouldn't answer or either miss the call and i was just like i'm not feeling it you know what i mean so then i started doing more into the business you know right after i quit i did my first big event at the atlanta home show so my mind was already wrapped up in that. And then when that was finished, I was like, I need to make money. How can I make money? So then I started looking in, into doing farmer's markets. So then I was doing one and then I tried doing a second one that didn't pan out too good because it didn't look like much people were going to that one. So in my mind, I was like already preparing for 2022, like what my goals will be, what I want to accomplish. I was doing a lot of events. I was doing pop-up shops. I was doing a lot for the business, guys. And even though I was doing a lot of events, the money, I think that's where I had the biggest hang-up. It's like I'm going from making all this money to back to when I was younger and making a little bit of money. You know what I mean? It wasn't the same. It's like, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like it dropped. You know what I mean? But I had the freedom. I don't know how else to explain to you. It's like I had the freedom to get up, do whatever I want to do, unless it was a market day. You know what I mean? I, I was spending more time with the family, more time at home. But part of me still, I slept a lot where I can. I slept in. I was scheduling a day where I would just make products for my business and the rest of the day, I was just relaxing because I wanted to like unwind my brain and like come off of that corporate 14 and a half years of nonsense, wasted time, but not really wasted because I learned so much about how people really are, the majority of people, some people are in the world. So, you know, and then my son, um, you know, he was living with his girlfriend. He was going back and forth. I was just like, 
okay, he's an adult, he can live his life, you know, we all, you know, move out of our parents' house, you know, or live with someone or, you know, have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever the case may be. We all been through it, you know what I mean? And he was working and, um, but then eventually, you know, because I had like a slack attitude to it, you know, and I didn't, you know, I think when the summer came, I was just like, ah, you know, like I'm an entrepreneur, (laughs) I'm an entrepreneur where I get to take my time, but I was just like relaxing more and, and I hit a snag where I just didn't feel like doing anything. And so I have made a decision a little bit before um, the summer that I definitely did not want to go back to corporate America at that time. I didn't want to do any more interviews. I don't care who wanted me or whatever. I put a stop on everything and I didn't respond to any emails, nothing. All these recruiters were calling me, asking me. I didn't say anything to anybody. I just ignored them all. I wanted a mental, I had a lot of anger still toward, towards the people that I work with, the, all the wrong that they did me, or, you know, even went up to the day that I left. It was just so shady. They didn't throw me a party. They didn't, um, the, the manager, the VP didn't say shit to me. And I was like, F you all too, you know what I mean? In my mind, you know? And not that I really care to have a party or anything. It's just the shadiness and the, and the, and they think that they're hurting me, but you're not really hurting me kind of attitude. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I think they knew that I would, <laughs> I would give them like, like a F off kind of attitude, like, oh, whatever. You don't really care for me. So why are you really doing this kind of thing? You know what I mean? They're so fake. They're so phony. You know what I mean? Nobody there is genuine. It's all a rat race. You know what I mean? They try to pretend. And and then my stupid ass boss was just like, oh, we're going to lose all that knowledge that she has. That's right. You are going to lose it. And then she tried to get me to like document it. I was like, whatever. I'm not documenting shit because everything is already documented and we were just train um changing our systems so everything was already on tape and i and i'm sure she's listening to my podcast right now because they're so far up my ass and following me like everything that i do and go live your life go live your life yeah guys that that is the um uh, bitchy side of me that's coming out right now because um, even though I'm in a different space, every time I think about those people, it's like, <coughs> like I want to throw up kind of thing. You know what I mean? Wish them well, forgive them, and move on people. That's the thing. So even though I have these bad thoughts, like I don't want nothing to do with them, be around them. Even if I run into them, I want nothing to do with them. I have to make, I had to make peace. I had to make peace with leaving the company, made peace with the anger that I was feeling. I had to release it. My, my, my whole family has heard my, my spiel on it. You understand me? I'm really a nice, kind hearted person at heart, but I think that I've turned into another person since working there, to be quite honest. And like I said, I really had to like toughen up you know, and watch my back, be suspicious of everything that was going on, you know, and
And what what's so funny, guys, is that here we are a year later, exactly, exactly the year, t- it just crossed a year. And I had my second year at the Atlanta Home Show. And who the hell do you think walked up into the Atlanta Home Show at Cobb Galleria? None other than one of the managers walked up in there with her family. Now, here's the thing. I just happened to be at the back and I saw when she walked, when she looked, turned the corner and I was like, oh crap, she better not come over here. <laughs> and then I sat down, I was sitting in the corner, right? Cause I was taking a rest also. And I, I, this is how I know it's suspicious because everybody else that has turned that corner has just looked and kept walking but she stood there a while like she was looking for somebody like she couldn't see me or my sign even though it was up or whatever then she finally came over with her baby and her mother and her father her I don't think her husband was there and then she said to me guys are you ready for this hi how you doing I said okay no I said fabulous I said I'm doing fabulous she's like here we go She's like, is this your little thing? I was like, in my mind, what the hell? And I just shook my head, yes. And then her mother was looking at at the um, at my products and smelling them. And then I still sat there, guys. And then she's like, you doing okay? And I shook my head, yet. Yeah. I think I said yes, or I shook my head, and I still sat there, guys, because in that moment. As an owner of my company, I would have to refuse to serve her. Thank God that they walked away because they saw that I didn't get up. I, but here's a, here's a kicker. I was about to get up and say something to the mother as far as something in regards to what she was looking at. Like, what was she interested? I was about about to, I was actually putting my hand on the seat, raising to get my butt up, and then they walked away. And I said, thank you, Lord. Because then I said to myself, <clears throat> I don't have to fear you. I don't have to kiss up to you. This is my company. You can go and report me, say whatever the heck you want to say. But at the end of the day, I didn't refuse you. But if push come to shove, I would have. Then I thought about it. If I had my own retail store and one of them walked up in there, would I have refused sale um, to somebody? It all depends on um, um, that's a very good question because at the end of the day, I don't want the negative energy in, in my store. You may call me out for this. You may discuss it amongst other podcasts or whoever is listening to this part of the show. But it's a real question. What would you do if you owned a business and your previous managers or bosses walk into your business that you couldn't stand? Would you still serve them? Would you still let them buy your products? Would you accept their money? That's a very good question. In that moment, I didn't feel like getting up because I was actually resting. But as soon as they left, I was on my feet 
serving other customers. Now, you can say technically I didn't serve her, but did I? Because I was still sitting there. If they had any questions, they could have walked over and asked me about the product, what the price was, because the price and everything was there on the table. If she really wanted to purchase it, she would have came over to me while I was sitting there and asked me to ring her up, but she never said anything, she or her mother or the father. They never said anything. Those were the questions that she asked me more about, oh, is this your little thing? She was referring to and and putting down my little thing as my store, my thing. You know, this is my business and you're calling it a little thing. Yeah, that's, that has been my only interaction with somebody from the company. I often thought about what would happen if I meet the others, that the other worst ones, because she was sneaky and bad in her own right. And what would happen if I meet the others or what would happen if they purchase something from me? I don't think they would. That would be very bold of them. And even if they did, it would be an underlining sneaky thing to either say something bad on purpose about my product or to discredit me, which they never can or something like that. And it, and it would have to be a counter suit because I will not let anyone from that company that I've had. And actually, technically, technically, when I think about it afterwards, technically, she can't buy from me anyway. Hello, guys. You want to know why? Because she signed a conflict of interest document. We all had to sign it, and I did it before I left. And in that scenario, they had a scenario that said that you cannot do business with someone of one of your friends or somebody that has um, worked with the company. It's a conflict of interest. You know what I mean? So by her still working at the company and still working there at the company and I'm not and she's trying to buy something or do business with me, technically she's crossing the line of conflict of interest in regards to the documentation. Oh yes, guys, I'm up on the law and I can be more up on the law. Law are my initials. Oh yeah. And so that's probably why she sent her mother over or had the mother sniffing the candles. And she did whisper something to her mother right before they left, like a few minutes after they left, you know, before they left. So by her, like I said, I think it was a setup. I think she knew I was going to be there. Um, I think that um, she had the mother look at the candles or whatever it is that I was making. And if they were interested, she would have had the mother buy it. But is that still within the conflict of interest? That's something she's going to have to look up with her company. I don't work there anymore. And furthermore, I know that she went back and she blabbed and told everyone. How did I know? Because a few people start reaching out to me on LinkedIn all of a sudden and started asking to follow my stuff. Word of mouth is the quickest way to either build you up or bring you down. And like I said, I want nothing to do with people who are not coming with a good energy and a good vibe. You showed me who you were when I worked with you and you were not a good person. And now you show yourself even more by belittling or trying to belittle my company and say, oh, is this your little thing? Instead of saying correctly, oh, is this your company? There's a big difference, guys. 
But once again, I say it is unnecessary conflict and drama in life that we do. And the question is why? 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 Even if you saw me, I would just prefer that you keep walking. Unless you're coming to say, I really care about you. Forgive me. I've done wrong. Can you forgive me? I've done wrong to you. And I realize that then, then, you know, but until I hear that I myself have to forgive them, which I do, I do forgive them. I won't forget, but I'll forgive them. And I forgive myself also, because when you get forgive somebody, you have to forgive yourself also. Because at the end of the day, majority of the times you didn't do anything wrong. It's just how collectively people jump on a certain bandwagon and they figure, hey, the boss likes this person. Let's follow what the boss um, little pet is, you know, person that they like and let's do what she do. And so we're all going to gang up on Lisa today and we're all going to try and get Lisa to quit or something or whatever, whatever. Here's the thing, guys. You never have any power over me and you never will. Okay. At the end of the day, I have God on my side. I've always said that. I've always said that. And I know that. And you have to know God for yourself. You understand me? And there's a lot of evilness in the way people show their true colors. And it's true. And um, the poem um, Maya Angelou wrote. If they show you, if someone shows you who they are at first, believe them. A lot of times what I do is like I see the truth and I give them a second chance only to be hurt by what I originally saw. That's what she means. If you see something in the person's character the first time, believe it. Because that's who it is. That's what it is. Can a person change? I think so. But at the end of the day, I'm still doing me. I'm not focused on those people other than me talking about it here on this episode on my podcast. And what's so funny is that at one of the markets, I, I ran into my old, my one of my first supervisor there. She was very nice. She and I was just talking yesterday and she was filling me in on some of the stuff that she went through as a leader. And I told her that I knew about half the stuff but she enlightened me about some other stuff. I was like, wow. And I said to her, but you know what? That's behind us. She's like, yes. I said, that's behind us. And then I told her what this particular um, manager, senior manager did when she saw me at the Atlanta home show. And she's like, wow, she said that. And she's like, she said to me that she and this manager used to be friends. But as that manager climbed the ranks, they no longer were friends and she doesn't like that because a friend should be a friend whether you elevate or not elevate. But what they do at that company is that even though you've been with the company for a long time, they put a person that doesn't know as much who came, who just came in and, and put them over you. And especially if you're white whether you're a man or a woman, you will always be promoted over any part, any minority over there, which is not fair. There's so much shady stuff and stuff, and I'm so thankful that I had the strength and the courage to get up and walk away and to leave the money, the bonus, 
the everything on the table. And you want to know what they did with that money that I left? They went ahead and promoted the racist guy and the mean manager and promoted her. Yep. I was like, whatever. Money doesn't last. Do whatever. I really don't care. Because at the end of the day, I can't focus on those people. This is my life. And I have to run my race. Go through what God has planned for me. And I cannot be worried about anybody else. That's why I have to forgive them. Let it go. But every time like I talk about it. And it's still it's still a work in progress, guys. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? But I'm in a better place a year later than I was a few months after I left. It was hard. Because it was like... Trying to transition from the money situation to, and I believe wholeheartedly that I will climb back up the ladder and make triple 100 times more of the money than I ever made at that company. I know I will, but I'm so glad that I have my own company. I'm so glad that I'm out here working very hard. I'm attending all of these farmers markets and events and meeting people in the community. And I still have that drive that that knowledge to want to know more and it's just working with a bunch of people knowing that we're all have our own goals and we're all working at it collectively we're all having fun we're all letting we're all talking about what's going on in the community we're all telling people hey do you know another show or festival is coming up i'm making new friends you know what i mean it is very hard to make friends here in Atlanta because the exits and the homes and everybody's lives so far away. And people come from miles to attend these markets and events. But once we're there for those three or four hours or sometimes some are nine or eight hours, it's our job that we're doing. And we're so proud that we're doing it. And we don't want anybody to come and to mess that up or to degrade it. So how is it actually going? It's going hard. It's going hard. I'm still doing, there's so many things left on my list. I'm so glad that today, as I'm talking to you, I accomplished one of my goals, which is to work five farmers markets, which is what I had on the um, my goal list for this year. You know what I mean? It's to work five farmers market. And I hope the five farmers markets will generate enough money um, for me to just keep growing and growing and growing. But at the end of the day, you don't know until you try something and learn something. You know what I mean? And then, then I will decipher how will next year look, God's willing. See what I told you guys? I said it's going to be a short one and it's almost an hour. Because I'm talking about all these other random stuff just to give you an idea into how I am doing a year in. Guys, I'm not saying that the journey is easy. You have to figure out for yourself. Everyone's journey is different. But for me, I like the freedom. Now that one of my dogs is not feeling good, I like being home, Um, you know, here sometimes with him. I, at least more than I was before. I didn't want to go back into a corporate office anytime soon. Who knows what the future holds? Maybe one day. I don't know. But I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I have to give my business a chance, you know what I mean? And make it flourish. I've learned a lot of skills along the way. That's why I said that I, I even though I had a struggle and a hard time at the corporate job, I still learned so many things as far as 
skills that, you know, um, to take with me for a long time. So I am grateful for the bad times and the good times because I learned, I triumphed over them. I'm still here, guys. I'm here telling you my journey. And hopefully the next time I talk about this, it will be just telling you guys all of my successes even more and more. And the one thing that I have to practice to do is to celebrate the small wins. And that's what I'm going to try to do as well. And then post it on social media. You can follow me online on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Hope that you guys learned um, a lot about what I went through, who I am as a person a little bit. You really can't tell. I guess you can get a little snippet of who I am. But at the end of the day, I can say I'm a strong black woman doing her thing and trying to do it for the remaining years of her life in a peaceful way. Hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Until next time, peace, love, bye.